America's summer of racial reckoning had another flashpoint yesterday, following the news out of Louisville, Kentucky. A grand jury did not indict any of the police officers that shot Breonna Taylor. Since her death in March, and the killing of George Floyd at the hands of police in May, the Black Lives Matter movement has continued to demand structural changes to policing, as well as force America to finally confront one of its original sins. Here's what San Diegans think. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Alex Riggins, you cover public safety for the San Diego Union-Tribune, and you were out there last night during the protest following the news out of Louisville, Kentucky. Let's start with the scene there. Uh, describe what happened last night. So there was a, there were officially two different protests yesterday. There was one uh, much smaller at the courthouse in the late afternoon. Um, there was like three dozen people that showed up to that and, and you know, just had signs and, and wrote some things uh, uh, on the on the sidewalk and chalk, um, justice for Brianna, that sort of thing. Um, and then there was a, a march that started around seven and that was much bigger. There was uh, several hundred people, I'd say at least 250 to 350 or so. Um, and that went from uh, like like seventh um, and B down to Broadway, all the way down to the Harbor and then back, uh, back down Broadway. And, and that lasted for like two hours. Um, like I said, several hundred people uh, marching, chanting. Um, that one was really peaceful as well. And then there was kind of a third unofficial uh, protest that a group kind of broke off of that. Once that march ended, um, a group went down and, and went to police headquarters and, and started, um, you know, kind of protesting outside police headquarters. And, and that's when uh, there was a couple little skirmishes between officers and, and demonstrators. Um, but that's what, that's what last night was, was kind of like downtown. Mm-hmm. And uh, during this period of time, um, what was the emotion like there? Because as a country, we've been through a lot and we've extra been through a lot this past week with the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, with the 200,000 deaths for coronavirus and now this ruling. What was the mood? Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of um, a lot of sadness and a lot of anger. Um, I mean, this has been, you know, Rhonda Taylor was killed in March. Um, you know, people had been calling for, for justice for her for a long time. Uh, those calls grew louder when um, things kind of erupted after the after George Floyd's death. Um, but I mean, this has been months in the in the making, and uh, and people really wanted to see justice done. Um, they wanted to see those officers, you know, held accountable. And um, you know, I, I think most kind of knew what was going to happen, right? They knew that there wasn't going to be much in in way of charges. Um, and there wasn't, and so people were just angry. People were um, really upset. You know, the 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 call all these months has been, you know, arrest the cops um, who killed Breonna Taylor. It's you know, it's been kind of a meme online, you know, where someone posts something uh, funny or, or whatever, and then under it, you know, they just say arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor. You know, it's it's been this thing like arrest those cops, arrest those cops, and the fact that you know one will be indicted on on. Um, low-level felonies not directly connected to her murder uh, or her killing. Um, you know, people people were just angry, and, and they were out there to show it last night. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of underpinning a lot of the frustration, is that just because the way that shooting went with her boy- boyfriend shooting, uh, that gave the police the justification to shoot back. So it's almost 
everyone knew this was going to happen. And that's part of the frustration of people saying that this system in their view is wrong. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, if you really look at it on, on a legal basis on the laws in Kentucky, I mean, it, it seems like the correct decision was probably made. Right. Um, but, but people think like, well, if that's the correct decision, then there's something much deeper, uh, that's wrong here. It's not, you know, just the decision in this case, it's that, you know, the, that the police have the power to, to knock in your door and, and shoot you. And, and if, you know, and if you had shot back because you thought that they were, um, burglars or Robert, you know, whatever the case was, um, you know, the, the people were saying that they're, the police have this power as, as judge, jury and executioner, um, and, and don't get held accountable. And so, yeah, there's, there's definitely that feeling of, um, if, if this was legal, if this was, you know, not a crime, then, then there's something much deeper, uh, that's wrong here. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the people you spoke to at the protest, um, was there any discussion of kind of the legal element of this? Because, of course, you know, middle of the day, we're having a conversation. But when you're marching in the streets at night, it's kind of different. Uh, was there any discussion of, like, the legal reality that made this happen? Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard when, when you're out marching in the streets to, to have a lot of nuance. Um, you know, it, it was more people just uh, just out there, you know, showing their, um, you know, showing their respect for her, for her life. Um, it started with... Uh, you know, before the march, there was there was a, a, a kind of a vigil. There was a really big portrait of of uh, Breonna Taylor um, painted on on a very large sign that they carried at the front of the march the whole time. Um, three black women spoke, um, and just you know, just very raw emotion uh, that came out. Um, and you know, and, and they obviously had a little nuance uh, to what they said, um, but also you know, just just a lot of uh, a lot of sadness, a lot of anger. Um, and then you know, and then once the once the march kind of starts, it's it's just a lot of chanting and and um, yeah. But I, th- I think people understand. But like I was saying before, I mean, it, they 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 also understand if this is legal, if this is not a crime, then then there's something else wrong here. Mm-hmm. And uh, for months now, there's been a series of protests in San Diego, some big, some small, some historically large. How has San Diego police kind of changed how it? polices these gatherings because they've been going on for so long and obviously they're the target of the criticism. So how have they been reacting? Um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 I, I don't know for sure, but it, it feels like they are, um, they're kind of fed up too. You know, they're, they're tired of being uh, yelled and screamed at, which, you know, on a, on a human level is, is understandable. Um, but you know the, the the group that went last night to go protest, you know, directly outside headquarters. Um, like I said, kind of different crowd from the one that marched uh, earlier in the evening, and, but also the same crowd that's that has several times gone and confronted police um, outside headquarters. You know, I was I was there on uh, on August twenty eighth, I think it was. It was a Friday night. Um, they had protested Monday too. This was in the wake of the Jacob uh, Blake shooting in in Wisconsin. Um, it was a lot of these same people who were there, you know, who went to headquarters last night. Um, they kind of, the, the two sides kind of know each other now a little bit. Um, and I think, I mean, I, I, I can't say for sure that, you know, there was, there was nine people arrested on that August 28th night. There was 10 people arrested last night. Um, I, I just, you know, wrote a story now that'll be online soon. 
Uh, seven of them were arrested for, um, you know, allegedly failing to disperse after there had been an unlawful assembly um, declared. You know, I, I think maybe police are pretty quick to, to declare those uh, an unlawful assembly. Pretty much any time, you know, uh, a bottle gets thrown at them or something like that, then they're gonna they're gonna declare it, uh, and then they can start, you know, pretty much making any arrests that they want to, um, because people are are failing to disperse. So, um, you know, that that kind of seems like where things are right now. Um, it's kind of a core group of of protesters who keep going down to headquarters, and um, and kind of looking for confrontation, and, and police seem kind of happy to to do it as well. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously the ones that are intentionally, you know, kind of rabble rousing here, but for the police, uh, are they out in full tactical gear? Have they tried to, you know, not look like that? Has there been any changes from like, you know, that period of time when, uh, San Diego police even admitted they were kind of heavy handed in the beginning of the protests? Yeah. The, a lot of times now the the people that they'll send to the front line sometimes have, um, like a helmet with a mask. Um, and then a baton, but not like, not full shields, not, um, you know, not like the full body armor and things like that. Um, they'll have those, they'll have those officers, but they'll be back, like not right on the front line. Um, last night, in fact, when the protesters kind of went and, and stood in front of one of the two entrances to, um, you know, one of the two driveways into headquarters, um, the officers that lined up at the front of, of that line were the, were the bicycle officers. So they were just wearing their bike helmets, um, which didn't have like face coverings and there weren't, you know, weren't like SWAT type helmets, um, but just very much like a bicycle helmet. They had a baton and then they had their their bicycles lined up behind them as, you know, acting kind of as a barrier. Um, But behind those, they'll have, um, you know, SWAT officers with uh, flashbangs and and pepper spray and rubber bullets and, um, you know, kind of the full riot gear but they won't come quite out to the front line um, anymore. Mm-hmm. And also a couple times in protests uh, nationally, perhaps Kenosha is the best example, but uh, we've seen um, some provocations from alt-right groups. Um, have we seen anything like that yet? I know in East County that's occurred uh, a couple of times. Yeah, so in the city of San Diego, I've, I've yet to see anything like that. Um, definitely in East County and La Mesa and Santee, um, you know, there's, there's been counter protesters, um, that sort of thing. What you get in downtown is, is, uh, people will come out of their, um, you know, their apartments or, or out of a restaurant and, and will sometimes get in kind of a shouting match with people, but they weren't, you know, they're not there specifically to counter protest. They're not organizing on Facebook. They just happen to be around and, and disagree with the protesters. And so they'll come out and, and get into some shouting matches, um, or sometimes, you know, just conversations and, and, um, you know, sometimes some of the protesters are willing to engage them and, and other times they're not. Um, but that, that's pretty much it it's in downtown. Um, you don't really get that kind of East County uh, counter organized counter protest. Mm-hmm. And uh, from the multitude of marches and protests that you've been to over the past several months, are there any demands that are kind of very specific to the situation in San Diego that are being made? Um. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of the a lot of the calls now uh, are obviously you know defund police, abolish police. Um, those things are not going to happen quickly. If you know if if they're ever going to happen, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. Um, 
you know, the, the, the protests, you know, a lot of the protesters who are out there are, are, are really, you know, focused on that um, and, and kind of deep into the, into criminal justice, um, you know, not reform, but, but just total overhaul. Um, whereas, you know, early in this, in this process, early in the demonstrations, um, you know, there were kind of some concessions made, um, but, you know, I don't, I don't think that the demonstrators that are still out there are, are happy about, um, you know, what they see as, as pretty, uh, pretty, um, small, uh, weak concessions. Mm-hmm. And we're nearing the four month anniversary of the killing of George Floyd, uh, when covering these protests, uh, do you feel that there's been any uh, cultural change after you know this conversation has been going on for so long? Um, I think I think the one thing, and I don't I don't think that this is specific uh, to the protests right now, but I think on both sides, um, people are just getting more radicalized. Uh, I think that you know uh, people who, who who disagree with these with these protests. Um, you know, see, you know, we'll look at La Mesa. We'll point as, you know, May 30th uh, in La Mesa when, when things got really out of hand. And, um, you know, they'll, they'll point to that as, as a reason that they don't support the movement. Um, and then I think people who, who maybe come out, um, you know, they just want to come out and support Black Lives Matter. They just want to come out and support, you know, George Floyd or Breonna Taylor. And then they see the response from police. They see the riot gear. They see the the flashbangs and the pepper spray, um, I think they get more radicalized as well. You know, they move more, I guess, you know, towards the left, if you want to say that, um, more towards, you know, maybe they supported police, but just want to see some reforms. Um, and then they see kind of what happens on the street and they, and they start thinking like, man, uh, maybe defunding the police is the right thing or abolishing the police is the right thing. Um, so I, th- I think, it happens both ways, though, just more radicalization, um, you know, in, in opposite directions. Mm-hmm. And speaking of radicalization and polarization, uh, November, the election's coming up soon, and there's currently whispers that things could get, uh, you know, mad on both sides, no matter what happens. Have you heard anything from either San Diego police or BLM protesters for kind of a plan for whatever happens in 40 something days? Um, I haven't. It's something I, I definitely plan on on reporting on and, and asking about. Um, I haven't heard it, you know, anything yet. Um, although, you know, with with kind of some of the things coming out of Washington, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there were, um, you know, not just like BML, uh, BLM type protesters, but um, you know, turnout like we saw for the Women's March, um, you know, several years ago. I wouldn't be surprised if it was, you know, several several thousand people taking to the streets. Um, you know, around the election, after the election, depending on what happens. Mm-hmm. All right. Alex Riggins, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix. If you want to include the San Diego Union Tribune in your morning routine, check out our daily flash briefing. Every weekday morning, hear a quick summary of the day's top stories. Just search San Diego Union Tribune wherever you get your podcasts including smart speakers. Until next time.